a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What's new with NTCA's Smart Rural Community Program? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns with WordSouth, and I'm joined today by Josh Seidemann with uh, NTCA. He's the Vice President for Policy there at NTCA. Thanks for joining me. Thanks very much. Appreciate the opportunity. We are here at the, uh, as I said on previous episode, the epicenter of rural telco marketing uh, this week at the NTCA uh, Marketing and Sales Conference here in New Orleans. And uh, Josh uh, presented yesterday and uh, talked about um, what's new with the Smart Rural Community Program. So I thought we'd get into to that a little bit. They're making a few, y'all are making a few changes here and there to the, the Smart Rural Program, correct? Right. We are expanding the program to create some opportunities to bring more of our NTC members on board. Excellent. Now, the program has, has um, you know, traditionally, it's it's evolved a little bit over the year, right? O- over the years, it started off, um, and then you guys have added, I guess, the, the um, is it the showcase, um, kind of the different parts of it. How has the, pr- the program changed since its inception? So, initially, the program began with the vision that we would build some smart rural communities in the country. And the notion was that we heard a lot of talk about smart cities, and we thought to ourselves, well, why can't we have a smart rural community? But when we began the effort of trying to define what a smart rural community is, how broadband providers take their technology and leverage it to improve education or healthcare or economic development or the delivery of public utilities within their service areas, we found that a lot of our companies were already doing that. So we pivoted and thought, well, rather than build a smart rural community, we have them out there. Let's recognize and celebrate those communities. Sure, sure. And then uh, over the years, uh, and you may not know the numbers off the top of your head, but I know it's, uh, it's obviously every year there are new announcements out there. Do you, um, how many smart rural communities do we have at this point? You know that number off the top of your head? Yeah, we have to date awarded 69 smart rural community showcase awards. Excellent. Uh, we have also, you know, we kept true to our word, word. We did want to build smart rural communities. So we also include within our SRC program grants. And we have awarded uh, just about sixty to seventy thousand dollars in grants over the last five years, and those support uh, everything from maker spaces in public schools mm-hmm. to connectivity in hospice to provide social and uh, telehealth connectivity for patients. Sure, uh, we have supported the imp- installation of Wi-Fi in downtown business di- districts. And then on top of the showcase awards and the grants, we've also published a number of academic research papers and hosted programming that begins to quantify and deliver, I guess, a more academic message for policymakers about all these things that we talk about. Okay. Um, And what's interesting to me, too, when you look at the map of the different, um, where the Smart Rural Community Awards have been, uh, is very well distributed. It's not. It's big. It's small. Uh, it's not all the same kind of telcos. It's not all the same across the United States. It's, it's been a really diverse group of NTCA members that have, have received the awards. Right. There's no. There are no criteria for the size of the company uh, for the showcase award. There's no network capability requirement. Uh, really, the story is about 
how have you used your network with others? How have you collaborated with others in your community? One of the things that you guys talked about yesterday, and, and Jackie, I guess, spoke a little bit more to it, but how are you seeing folks uh, leverage this? Obviously, they get the, the sign that goes out there, um, but how else have you seen folks leverage this since it is a marketing conference? Um, are there any examples that you would really like to share in terms of how folks are, are leveraging this to make an impact? There's, there's the marketing aspect of it. You know, we do have the road signs. Those are probably one of the more recognized components of the program. Our companies have used the logo and created specialty items, things like coffee mugs. They've put it on their vehicles for vehicle wraps. They've put it on their bucket trucks. I think the more impressive use of the designation, however, has been when the companies market it to their civic and community leaders. That's where I was headed next. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, It's everything from uh, Triangle in Montana they created door signs, Smart Rural Community, and they incorporated the logo into, into the word open. And I think it's wonderful. Okay. Uh, they distributed those throughout the community, so the community knows the resources that are available. We have a company that highlighted its SRC designation in a bid for a government contract. And okay. so far as we know, that did play a role in securing that contract. Excellent. From an advocacy standpoint, so you're, you're talking, you know, local officials, but then also on a, a, a federal level and or state level, uh, how does this play in, and how are you seeing, uh, an, you know, the, the the designation, the recognition, make an impact there? Well, there's a couple of ways that we've been able to to take advantage of the SRC program. Uh, one of my favorite words that has been used for SRC is that it curates good stories. Excellent. So when, for example, the FCC asked us for comments on how broadband can be used to support telehealth, we were able to go back to the SRC catalog, as we call it, and pull a half dozen examples of what our companies have done to support telehealth in their communities. When the American Library Association asked us for information on how we support libraries and K-12 through schools in our member service areas, we were able to go back to that SRC catalog and examples of that to provide that to them. So that's, that's the storytelling aspect. I think the uh, maybe an elevated level, uh, you know, kind of a, the higher point on the mountain, so to speak, is answering questions of policymakers. A lot of federal programs support the deployment of broadband networks throughout the United States, and these are FCC-administered programs. These are programs administered by the Department of Agriculture in the form of grants or loans. And right. everyone always wants to know what's the return on investment. And the story that we like to demonstrate with these SRC companies is that the ROI is not that mile of fiber optic cable that you saw plowed through the town. The ROI is the student in a high school of 100 who's able to take an advanced, uh, you know, an AP chemistry course that he couldn't take otherwise. Uh, The ROI is a patient who lives 90 minutes from her doctor who can manage her diabetes through telehealth. That's the ROI on broadband investment, and those are the stories that we like to tell with SRC. Excellent. That's, That's well said. 
So going forward, and this is a program that obviously, you know, I've seen, uh, I've seen a lot of folks applying for it, and I've seen a lot of folks, uh, you know, really benefit from having it. Is there anything going forward? Um, if, you know, if folks are thinking about applying or anything like that. Um, is there anything going forward that folks need to know? Uh, changes, anything like that, coming down the pike? Sure. So we started off the conversation, alluding to the fact that we're expanding the program and undertaking efforts to bring more NTCA companies within. Right now, the SRC program has really been focused on this recognition of what we call the Showcase Awards, really the best of the best. Uh, But every year we get applications in, and they might not rise to the top to capture that award, but we always see something impressive and good in these applications, and those companies need to be recognized as well. Sure. So we have now created what we call the SRC Provider Designation, and the SRC Provider Designation gets to the heart of what the SRC program is about. There is a, uh, there's a requirement in terms of what the network capability is, in terms of how strong your broadband network is. We want to know that your community is smart. We want to see certain adoption thresholds among your subscribers. And then there's a principal statement where the companies sign a, a statement attesting to the fact that they do work collaboratively with other local leaders in their community to use broadband to promote education and healthcare and economic development, public safety, government services, all of these things. Uh, With all those, that becomes part of the SRC family. The other change that we're making is NTCA has had a gig certification program where companies certify that they are capable of providing gig-capable service within a certain amount of their service area, that's going to be brought into the Smart Rural Community Program as well now. Okay. So what does that change to that distinction? Will it change anything for folks that already have it or just going forward? Now, the, you know, the major change is with the gig certification will become now part of the Smart Rural Community application process instead of being its own application. Uh, we are updating and refreshing a lot of the logos that we use. So... The old gig certified logo is going to go away. Uh, we have a new SRC gig capable logo that's coming in, uh, but nobody needs to tear down any road signs. Uh, it's okay. just you know these are going to be rolling implementations and phasins. They'll have um, they'll have access to, if they already have it. You know they don't have to tear down the road sign necessarily, but will they have access to that new logo to kind of apply on stuff going yeah. forward? Yeah, you know, subject to the application form and subject to the licensing agreement that we have in place, right. uh, the companies will have access to those collateral. Okay. To back up a little bit and just uh, unpack the SRC provider um, designation, uh, what will be, obviously the application process sounds a little bit streamlined, looking for a little bit um, different there, but that if, if somebody is awarded the SRC provider designation, how will that... Um, how will that be different than maybe what folks have seen with the SRC designation in the past or the showcase designation, I guess? So the showcase designation will continue to be celebrated as the best and the brightest. Uh, The showcase awards are presented during the opening general session of our fall conference. Uh, They are highlighted in our social media. They are, we work with them very often to bring government officials to their communities to demonstrate the award. So Really, the expansion, I think, brings further distinction and differentiation to the showcase companies. Uh, you know, until this point, it's been an award. It's great. What's the basis of comparison of a showcase award? But now we have a larger community of smart rural communities, and the showcase communities will be elevated above them as well. 
And then I guess it's an opportunity for NTCA to collect more of those stories because uh, that's an interesting aspect of this I hadn't really thought about before. But that's just a bigger catalog. It allows you guys to expand the catalog to share some of those good stories with people in Washington or, or in you know state houses across country. Right. There'll be a bigger catalog of stories. There's a, a larger list of examples in vertical industries that we can create. And when our members either go to Capitol Hill or they visit their state houses, they can demonstrate that this smart rural community, it's not just a one-off in this state. You know, we've got a lot of companies in this state that are doing the work, as you intended. Sure. I'm not asking for uh, secrets or hints or anything like that to get people to the top of the stack. Um, mm-hmm. Although, if you want to provide those, that's fine. Go ahead. But uh, what kind of advice would you have? And this is the last thing I had for you. What advice would you have for folks that are are thinking about it or maybe that have applied in the past and haven't quite made that cut? Um, and I assume, I guess I need to back up first there. If somebody has applied before, not gotten the showcase, would they be eligible for the, the provider designation? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, so what advice would you have for folks that are, are thinking about it, may have applied before, thinking about applying again? Um, uh, you know, what would you say to those folks going forward? I would, uh, I would tell them to tune into our webinar on May 9th. Okay. Uh, every year, that, that's the short answer. Every year we host a webinar that tells people how to apply for the SRC Showcase designation or we walk through the application. Uh, the difference this year is we are going to feature the participation of someone who has been involved in the SRC program from the very beginning and who has served on the review panel for five or six years. Okay. So he will be giving people advice in terms of what I'm look, what he's looking for, really, in these showcase applications. That should be some good insight. That's the glib answer. You know, tune into the webcast. I think the... I think the more expansive, the more general answer is a lot of these answers exist within your community. Uh, when we ask on the application, what impact have you had on your community? I don't think you're going to find those answers in the four walls of your office, but you will find them if you go out and you speak with your customers. And I have heard time and again from companies that have done that, how surprised and gratified they are sure. when they learn what they've deliver to their communities and what it means to their subscribers. I mean, more than anything, whether you get the the designation or not, it just seems like such a great opportunity to go have that interaction, have an excuse really to go out and ask people and, uh, you know, see what what impact the network's making. Uh, We encourage this all the time and we encourage it to be done on a consistent basis. Uh, And we know that many of our members do. Take that time, make the appointment, get get together for coffee with your local school superintendent trade ideas. What does she need? What can you provide? Sometimes you might have a turnkey for solution. Sometimes the, sometimes these two, these two leaders might identify something, an opportunity, a challenge they didn't even know they had, and they'll find a way to solve it. Excellent. A lot of good ideas that come out of a meeting like that. Well, Josh, I appreciate you joining me. It sounds like you guys have been busy uh, working on some tweaks to the Smart Rural Community uh, Program, and I appreciate you sharing those with us. Thanks very much. He is Josh Seidman. He is a VP for Policy at NTCA. Uh, joined us on this episode here at the NTCA uh, Sales and Marketing Conference in New Orleans. We've got one or two more episodes we're going to be recording, and I uh, appreciate you guys listening in. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South, and until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast, a production of Word South, a content marketing company.